Hello and welcome. This is Melissa Giles, Portfolio Manager with Americana Partners. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. With volatility high in the markets, we wanted to provide a market update in addition to the March monthly commentary. I'll be reviewing some investment reflections with the S&P 500 down 25.8% provided by David M. Darst, Chief Investment Officer with Americana Partners. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. Let's begin. Paraphrasing the legendarily successful Warren Buffett, as an investor, it is generally wise to be fearful when others are greedy in euphoric times near the top of bull markets and greedy when others are fearful during despondent and demoralized sentiment at or near the bottom of bear markets. As of mid-afternoon on Thursday, March 12th, the S&P 500 index was trading well into bear market territory at 2,518.32, negative 25.8% from its February 19th all-time record high. Factors contributing to the bear market. For the past several months in our written monthly market commentaries, we have counseled a cautious and conservative stance owing to 1. The record longevity of the economic expansion and bull market in stocks and bonds. 2. Extended equity and fixed income valuations. 3. Concentration of market leadership in a limited number of technology and technology-enabled companies. And 4. A fair degree of investor complacency as evidenced by low volatility readings and bullish sentiment readings. And... With all the suddenness of a dramatic shift in weather patterns, in late February, financial market sentiment shifted to a risk-off mode, with U.S. Treasury bond yields slipping to record lows. The 10-year yield dropped from 0.5% and the 30-year yield fell below 1% for the first time ever, reaching 0.94%. Stock prices plummeted from all-time highs into bear market territory in just 19 trading sessions, the shortest time ever. And a New York Stock Exchange market-wide circuit breaker was triggered for only the second time, the first time being after the flash crash of October 27, 1997, since it was instituted after the Black Monday crash of October 19, 1997. 87, when stock prices declined 22.6%, the largest one-day percentage decline in history. In our opinion, stock prices and bond yields have been under significant pressure from the five Cs. 1. Coronavirus, COVID-19, infection rates, and equally, worries about their severity and fatality rates, spreading from Asia to the Middle East and Europe and more recently to North America. 2. Corporate earnings downgrades. As of last week, FactSet and Refinitiv reported lowered analysts' year-over-year earnings estimates at first quarter 2020 negative 0.1%, second quarter 2020 positive 3.3%, third quarter 2020 positive 8.4%, fourth quarter 2020 positive 10.9%, and current year 2020 positive 6.7%, with quite a few CEOs and CFOs citing negative coronavirus effects and some mentioning a possible looming recession. In lowering profit guidance across a broad number of industries, not limited to and including among several brick-and-mortar retail, restaurants, lodging, theme parks, gaming, and airlines. 3. Crude oil's catastrophic 51.4% year-to-date decline from 63.05 per barrel at the end of 2019 to 31.26 intraday on March 12th, driven by forecasts and declining global oil demand in 2020, the first drop since 2009, as well as the Saudi Arabia-Russia price war, and, incidentally, their combined attempt to significantly harm the U.S. shale sector. 
Four, credit concerns. 50% of the total investment-grade bond market currently carries a triple B rating versus only 20% at the turn of the millennium. And of this, one-third are already rated by S&P and Fitch triple B minus, equivalent to BAA3 by Moody's, just one notch above junk status, with particular focus on the risks tied to a number of heavily indebted energy companies in the high-yield market, plus the knock-on effects of their breaching banking covenants if broader credit markets should tighten, and five, China's less harmonious relationship with the U.S. across several fronts, and of more immediate concern. Concern, it's expected 2020 economic slowdown with GDP having declined from 6.6% in 2018 to 6.1% in 2019, having earlier predicted positive 5.7% growth for 2020. S&P currently forecasts positive 5.5%, assuming that the coronavirus outbreak in China has peaked this month and business activity can slowly build back to pre-lockdown levels. Asset Allocation and Investment Strategy Investors face a number of daunting yet eventually resolvable unknowns at this point, including 1. The extent, harshness, duration, and recovery pattern of the coronavirus pandemic and the crude oil price war. 2. Government's monetary fiscal, social, and public health responses to the outbreak and depressed oil and natural gas prices. 3. The timing, composition, and growth trajectory of economic rehabilitation from current conditions. 4. Whether a widespread or localized economic and or profits recession is in the offing. And 5. U.S. election year dynamics, rhetoric, and outcomes for the presidency, House, and Senate. No one can accurately predict whether and how much further stock prices might decline. In our opinion, even in our faster, more internet and smartphone-connected world, it may take some time and perhaps even some further price deterioration before a definitive stock market bottom is reached. On average, in previous equity bear markets, it has taken 136 trading days to enter a bear market from a recent high. This time, as mentioned above, a bear market ensued after a very swift and brusque 19 trading days, then an additional 143 trading days to reach the final bear market low. From that stock market nadir, it has taken an average of 63 trading days to exit from the bear market. For all of the financial assets markets weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth, and extreme volatility, the VIX volatility index reached as high as 68 intraday on March 12th. It is probably not a time now to become extremely bearish for the following reasons among others. One, with ultra-low mortgage rates, the housing sector has been robust and consumer debt burdens are manageable as a percentage of incomes and net worth. Two, the U.S. employment market has exhibited strength with a 273,000 jobs gain in February and 85,000 jobs added to the two previous months' recent reports. Unemployment at 3.5%, a 50-year low, and average hourly earnings up 3% year over year. 3. Valuations for the equity market as a whole have come down to a more reasonable, though not bargain basement levels, with pockets of extreme undervaluation in certain but not all portions of the beaten down energy sector. 
Four, the U.S. monetary authorities have been paying close attention on Tuesday, March 3rd, in a unanimous decision at an impromptu meeting among the Federal Open Market Committee members. The Federal Reserve reduced interest rates by 50 basis points to its current target range of 1% to 1.25%. On Monday, March 9th, the New York Fed announced plans to increase its daily overnight repo lending operations to $150 billion from $100 billion and raise its two-week repos to $45 billion from $20 billion. And on Thursday, March 12th, in actions reminiscent of the quantitative easing measures implemented during and after the 2008-2009 financial crisis, the Fed dramatically increased its purchases of U.S. government securities, injecting an additional $198 billion into the financial system in a combination of overnight and longer-term offerings. 5. The banking system is well-capitalized and not facing the over-leveraged indebtedness to equity capital ratios that prevailed prior to the 2008-2009 mortgage and housing crisis. And six, discussions are underway, although by no means a done deal, between the administration and various congressional elements for some form of a tax cut. Substantial relief for industries that have been adversely affected by the coronavirus and possibly other forms of fiscal stimulus. Just as trees do not grow to the sky on the upside, prices do not fall forever into the abyss on the downside. Our recommendation approach at all times, particularly in turbulent and chaotic market conditions such as these, is characterized by 1. Discernment. Think beforehand about and have a list of desired, rejected position sizes, asset categories, active, passive managers, securities, and entry-exit points. 2. Discrimination. Be cold-heartedly detached about selling out of low-quality positions that are permanently impaired. And be ruthlessly opportunistic about forcing yourself to add capital to great assets at depressed prices. Rembrandt's laying out on the driveway in a tag sale. And 3. Discipline. This is not a time to panic. And investors should take care to control emotions. Like a skilled surgeon with ice water in her veins as, in an emergency, she has to operate on a family member. Exercising patience, judiciousness, and restraint in scaling into and out of positions. In this environment, we continue to emphasize caution and conservatism. Focusing on shorter duration, higher grade exposure in the taxable and tax-exempt fixed income sectors and in equities. Concentrating on attractively priced, high-quality companies and defensive sectors whose business results may have been affected by the fallout from the coronavirus crisis, but whose intrinsic business models remained fundamentally sound with reasonable earnings multiples and especially well-covered dividend support. This concludes our market update by David M. Darst. David is Americana Partners Chief Investment Officer. We are available to answer questions you may have regarding the topics discussed. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. Thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Portfolio Manager with Americana Partners. Stay invested. Stay invested.